Hello and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we'll talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they're truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, Ryan, I want to thank you for this doll you gave me to complete my uh, collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Just keep it over there. Okay. Interesting thing to say. Don't don't bring it around anymore. Just keep it over there. It's Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew, my friend, how we doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we're here to talk about Annabelle. Sure are. And uh, we're going to talk about Annabelle. Uh, can't wait to talk about Annabelle. Yeah. Uh, really, be- you can't wait. But before we do, before we do that, I want to. There is. I want to talk about a little conversation about, I guess, jump scares. We'll talk about jump scares. Okay. Because I. Got a secret weapon. Okay. Again, my battle against this franchise. Okay. Um, and uh, I want to see how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, producer Tony. Okay. Uh, my ally in this gave me the website. Where's the jump dot com. This it is tells a you where the database wow. for all the jump scares in a horror movie, time stamped, <sighs> so that you are aware of what's coming and what's going to happen. I don't know how you feel about this. It feels like it takes away. What a jump scare so, is. So, I want to talk about that. Uh-huh. Because I've been already been accused by one person in my life. Called me a cheater. Said I'm taking away the fun of the movie, whatever. Okay, okay. Ruining the movie. I do disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about this. Because I, I wanted to mention to you that I am using this site. I used it for this movie. I'll use it for every movie in this franchise. Okay, okay. Um, and I think it is a very helpful tool. Because I mentioned last week that I was really nervous about not watching these movies, but just like being able to properly analyze these movies because mm-hmm. I'm not a horror fan guy. Yeah. And it's tough for me to be like, what's a good horror movie or a bad horror movie? Mm-hmm. Is this effective because because it's actually scary? Is it effective because it's a cheap jump scare and I'm a baby? Yeah. Like what really works? And I think using this tool and kind of taking... It doesn't necessarily take away the jump scare, so but it'll does let... It, does it tell you what so, the jump scare So it'll is. say this. It'll say like... 632 uh gunshot during quiet moment okay you know or like like, like sometimes it'll get like it'll be like uh like the one for for this movie it says um mia looks under door to check on leah and annabelle's doll or annabelle's face pops up right like that it'll say that okay so it tells you the jump scare at yeah. the exact time all right i mean look man I'm not going to judge you for doing what you feel you need to to get well, through this. Well, I think um, it's not, but it's not even about getting I'm, through it because I don't like because I'm, I don't like horror movies. Right. It allows me to look at the movie as a movie, right? It, right. And and I think and you know where the jump scares are, and you're not nervous for what's yeah, coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, not. I can focus on. I'm not watching right. like this half the time or yes. looking away because I can watch the movie going. Okay, I know nothing's coming up. Because I know exactly when that's happening. Yeah. Because I think the thing with jump scares, while they are an important part of a horror movie, mm-hmm. or at least most horror movies, I think there are some without jump scares. Yeah. I also think it's important that a movie still succeeds as a as a, on its own, right? Yeah. Like some people will say, like, you're talking about a horror movie, and all that. oh, that's a good horror movie, or it's good for a horror movie. Right. But it's like, it should, shouldn't it just be a good movie or a right. great movie on its own? And not just to the standard of a horror movie. And I think looking at it, taking those those uh, jump scares away, I think allows me to be able to watch it and analyze a movie mm-hmm. as a movie. 
Right. Right. It, are is the is the story engaging? Are the characters interesting? Right. And do I do I care about what's happening in this movie and not just oh the that was really scary for two seconds because the only way we can get our audience to feel anything is to have something pop up in their face. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to fault you for this. Yeah. I uh, I won't I won't call you a cheater. I uh, won't do that. Because I know you're not a horror movie guy. This has kind of been a thing with you, and I'm fully aware of how you are in horror movies because we have been in a theater together while we've watched <laughs> horror movies. And uh, you do cover your face. You uh, would have a hoodie on. You'd pull the hoodie over your face and pull these strings tight. <laughs> um, I have seen it all. I think if this tool helps you analyze these movies better, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to fault you for it. Well, it's- and again, I think the jump scare is still – even though it tells you where the jump scare is – it can still, still get, it can still, get you a little bit. It, it, it can st- depending on what it is. Right? Depending on what it is. If yeah. it's because they they include things like, like uh, I think, and this is more for I think more like next week or whatever. But like a gunshot going off during yeah. like a quiet time, right? right? It's like quiet, and then you hear, yeah, you know, like it depends on what the jump scare is, right? But it made me think about like jump scares mm-hmm. in their roles in horror movies, and I compare them a lot to like action se- sequences in an action movie, sure. right? Like. They are the cherry on top. Like you're there to kind of like it might be kind of a draw to see mm-hmm. an act, a big action sequence or a great action sequence in a movie. But is that going to is that really going to help carry the movie if you don't care about anything else in the movie or the characters that are involved in the movie? Because right. you talk about John Wick and especially like mm-hmm. the John Wick Chapter Four, which came out last year, yep. which we both really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Is almost one big action sequence for the yeah. most part, just, or action I mean, sequence after action sequence after set that, piece. That movie's an endurance test, and it's like, but you care because you care about the the character of John Wick, or at least the actor Keanu Reeves. Yeah, you care about him in this movie, mm-hmm. and they build up this connection to this character, and while the story might not be the most intriguing or, you know, it might be overly complicated or whatever. It's the character that carries you through it, carries you through it, and therefore the action sequences are cool to look at and fun to look at. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, I want to know what's going to happen to this guy I like. Right. Right? Another example is a, a great movie and probably something that, you know, it's maybe a little bit too low on our list, honestly, Terminator 2. Some great action <laughs> yeah, sequences. Maybe a little bit. Great action sequences. Yeah. But more than anything, we loved those four characters. Right. And those four performances in those movies yeah. by those actors that really made it special that we were able to connect to the relationship between Sarah and John and John and the Terminator. Right. And the Terminator to the T one thousand. And that's such a great way to play off each other that you're that you're interested more in the action sequences. Yeah. So in a horror movie one of our favorite th- examples to give is Things on Strings. Things on Strings. During the Things on Strings franchise, yeah. most of it is just, you don't care what's happening, like what no, these people are no, doing or what their relationships are to each other or what's going on between them. You want to see a door shut or some you know somebody get dragged or pots and pans climb together. Yeah, like, a sofa being dragged across <clears throat> the room. Like that, but that's what, oh, that's what you see. Yeah. Things getting pulled on strings, right? Like Things on Strings, baby. <laughs> Uh, things on strings one, things on strings two, things on strings three, things on strings four. There's some no, there's other subtitles on some of the other ones. Um, things on strings, more strings. <laughs> things on like, string six, stringy. You, you I still th- I think like yeah, um, uh, a jump scare can help 
bring some tension or, or release some tension in a scene too. Uh-huh. But I think you still need to be engaged in the story. Yeah. In the characters and care. What's I, agree. No, La- I agree. No, I agree Last week, the, con- the original Conjuring yeah. was a great example mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Because you care about this family. And I right. mentioned like one of my favorite scenes or my favorite scene was like the breakfast scene, which right. is not a horror scene, but it's because of the character interactions. Mm-hmm. Because you care about that family as a family. Right. And you're not just there to watch these people... Get ter- it's not scary porn, right? It's not. No, no. It's, it's not there for like the jump scares are there and they're scary, but they're it's on top of there it, is a story this core of story about the family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the reason why I want to mention this is because I got to do this for the first time watching Annabelle, and man, <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, I. I um... <laughs> You're right. This movie does suck. Um, it's funny because like, even as you're like using this timestamp thing to look at the jump scares in Annabelle, I'm like, this really ain't that bad. No, it's, it's not. I, I no, I would have gotten through this thing, without the it. The thing that blew me away was that Annabelle had an R rating. And I guess maybe because. Does I, this have an R rating? Annabelle's R rated. It, it, wow. It is R rated. This feels like a PG-13. It feels right? like a PG-13. But I'm wondering if it's maybe the curse words. I'm, I'm Do wondering, they curse? I don't even really remember. I don't, that rem- one I don't remember much either, but maybe they hit like. Maybe they hit like one too many, and that's got what got it the R rating. But like, when I watch Annabelle, I'm like, this is a PG 13 horror. This is the horror that I despise, where it's kind of jokey, it's kind of hacky. It's it's not well done. You kind of feel like, oh, I know where all the jump scares. Like I can feel the jump scares coming because this isn't done well. Like, if I can feel it coming, it's not done well. And the jump and, scares don't mean anything. And the jump scares don't mean They're anything. They're cheap. Almost They're nothing all, in this movie means cheap anything. Fare. None of the, nothing in this movie means anything. Like, if you told me, like, it's frustrating because we did The Conjuring, which we both really liked last week. And as we talked about during the episode, they just lay all these seats for Annabelle as this, like, really interesting character. Like, oh, Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle. And then you get to the actual Annabelle movie, and you're like, it's really not that frightening. Yeah. I'm like, why is it in a glass case? It didn't do anything that's... Yeah. Like, I wouldn't... It doesn't warrant that. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, why is it in a glass case? It's done nothing that's, like, frightened me. It floated, right? Didn't it, isn't that all it did? I guess it did, right? Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. It just... I, I wasn't taken with Annabelle. I walked away yeah. feeling very much like I got a cheap PG-13 what? horror movie. And quite honestly, I, I, I really think maybe it was just, like, the curse... I think there was maybe three... F words that got it, the and I R-rated. feel like they did it for I did they did that so they could get the R rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you like watch the movie, you're, you're just I was like, this is every PG thirteen horror movie that I've seen. It's just it's really crappy and yeah. it's cheap fare. If a I thirteen think, if a thirteen year old can handle <clears throat> it, any you know it's easy. I think after the original Conjuring got the R rating because of it's it's basically scare so too it's scary. scary oh it's frightening yeah because yeah. it doesn't really have a cursing the first one it's no, very it's, very it's, it's very lightly no, frightening yeah and it doesn't have any nudity or sex or no. anything like that um no sex from the warrens we know that but no, uh, they don't have sex <laughs> but, <laughs> they have a daughter and that was by divine intervention ed is jesus christ ed is jesus christ uh, or i guess he's joseph i don't yeah. know um, isn't it fascinating that they're they also like are never seen like laying in bed together now yeah we're, we're gonna talk about that next week i know that's a next week thing but like i just wanted to mention like it's very fascinating isn't it i think that again i think that was intentional i think that was a note from 
the real Lorraine Warren. Yeah. So, I'm but surprised uh, they, I'm surprised they were allowed to dance and say that they love each other. <laughs> um, was that too much, Lorraine? Uh, <laughs> but like, I I think um, because the first one has this reputation of oh, we got the R rating because it's so scary. Yeah. And they were the, trying to keep that going. To keep that going. And yeah. they were like, oh, uh, I don't know, just say three F words so we can get the R rating. Yeah. Because I imagine James Wan, the studio, whatever, whoever watches, I have to imagine they watched this movie and they went, oh, this is no good. Yeah. Like, I, we can't put out a PG-13 horror movie. Like, this needs to be R so we can maybe try to, like... I mentioned to you... Swindle when, people into the theater. But when I texted you about this movie, I imagine that the issue with this movie was... I and I have no I don't no evidence yeah. of this, I have no proof of this. Yeah, yeah. But I think from what I understand, I think Lorraine Warren is a she was a producer or at least some type of consultant on like somehow she had some type of involvement at least in the in the two conjuring movies that she was alive for. Yes. Um because I don't think she made it for the she didn't she didn't live I think she died before the third one came out. Yes. And I think she might have been involved, like, or the producer or executive producer or whatever on these. And I feel like there's some type of note from her that came that, like, had to be more, like, quote-unquote realistic horror. That, like, the yes. doll itself isn't the villain. Like, Annabelle the, or the doll, because I guess the doll's not, the doll's name technically isn't even Annabelle. No. But the doll itself isn't the one it's not chucky this isn't not, a chucky situation she's not getting the doll's not getting up and it's talking the evil spirit possessing possessing the doll that's doing things on its own and that's latching on to other things the villain that's the villain but yeah. not necessarily the doll right and i feel like that's a disappointment for people who wanted to see like you said the annabelle doll do something come to life and you're naming your movie Annabelle. Yeah. So but I would assume. But it's more about Annabelle Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. The real girl behind it. Yes. Than it is about. There's a lot of lore building in this. Again, it gets worse. Of... <laughs> Does it really? Uh, yeah, because the, uh, the next Annabelle movie is a prequel. True. And this is already a prequel. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So... And this is yeah because uh, yeah Annabelle is going to continue <clears throat> to come back. I mean, obviously, there's three Annabelle movies. I'm not surprised by that. I know there's going to be more lore building. I know we get creation. Creation is so. So the thing with this, and we can talk about this more in a couple weeks. Although when we I get will the say, I think I, I will say, I think we're both excited for Annabelle comes home. I told you, that <laughs> Annabelle goes home is is it's like an in betweenquel or whatever. In betweenquel of like the con- it's yeah. an in betweenquel of the conjuring, of the conjuring movie. films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was pitched as like the origins of the Annabelle doll, right? Right. But it's like. In a couple, in the next movie, and I don't want to give it. I'm not going to spoil anything. But the next Annabelle movie is like, but here's what happened to the doll even before that. There's more to this. Doll. There's more to the doll. Does the nun tie into any of the Annabelle? I stuff? I think the nun, the nun, like, did the nun like kill Annabelle or something? So I, the nun, I believe, does appear in an Annabelle movie. I mean, we'll see in coming. Yeah, weeks, we'll, we'll find like, out. But I, I don't I, think I'm just the, curious. I don't. I know. I have. I have thoughts on the nun for conjuring too i didn't understand yeah i don't think i understand the nun yeah <laughs> um i think we're both gonna be in that same boat uh but um i think the nun does the, the nun does appear in an annabelle movie i believe okay uh because there is an actress that plays the nun and she's credited for one of those movies okay well i guess um, we'll find out when we get there but i forget i think it's creation, creation. but yeah it's it's it is a it's a weird, like, there's even more of an origin to this. 
Which is very strange. And to promote to this as the origin movie and then go, actually, we have a prequel to the origin movie. It's yeah. like, do you even know what you just said? Well, I, I think they realized to an origin movie. I think this this is a this was. I think they realized this was a flop. This was oh, not, it was yeah. massively. I mean, this, was, thing, this was a disappointing watch. This doesn't even feel purposes. like like The Conjuring at all. Like no. it's the same universe as The Conjuring. Like it's related in any way, shape, or form with right. The Conjuring, uh, other than the clip that they use of The Conjuring that they don't even show. And in the rain, in yeah, you just, you just hear, hear their voices. Voice. Yeah, yeah, and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, like this is weird. But like, even before they get to those, it's like. You see the story of this couple in this movie, and then they're like, oh, the doll ends up in this shop, and then the grandmother buys the doll, and it goes to one of those girls that we see at the beginning of The Conjuring and also the beginning of this movie. And you're like, oh, okay, so still it's not really that interesting. Like this story of where the doll was before that really didn't matter at all. Like in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's a really, this, it's an odd movie. It's a really odd as movie. As portrayed in this movie, this is a random coincidence, more or less. Yeah. That their next, these, this couple has this doll. Yep. And their next door neighbor yep. happens to have a daughter who joins a satanic cult. And it attacks and kills them. Uh-huh. And then runs, bum rushes into her house, grabs the doll, and kills herself while holding the doll. And her blood just happens to drip into the doll, and somehow that connects the doll to the spirit that they were trying to release. It's so stupid. But I think creation does explore that, so it'll be weird to see. I, I I'm interested to get the creation yeah. because I want to see that. I just I think it's. It, I'm all I can but, say, but it's weird week, to me because it's wild we're talking to about me. the first one. But I'll say that it's wild to me that they're that this is a prequel, and they went, but there's another prequel. <laughs> <laughs> This is a prequel. But we got another prequel. And it's just like, okay, I, I guess that's fine. Um, yeah, no, this is, for all intended purposes, you know, this movie sucks. Yeah. It's just no good. Yeah, I was really bored. Yeah, me too. But I guess you want to jump in. Let's yeah, talk let's, about, uh, let's, let's talk about jump Annabelle. In. Let's jump in old Annabelle. All right, we're talking about Annabelle. This had a release date of October 3rd, 2014. This was directed by John R. Leonetti. I don't know. He drops know. the ball. He drops yeah. the ball. Yeah, well, I don't really... This guy, this guy comes back for another movie? I don't believe so. Or is so. this the only Conjuring film he does? Okay. I think it's the only one he does. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so he's he's more of a cinematographer. Okay. He did a lot of work, um, cinematography on a lot of other films. Cinematographer on The Mask, right. Child's Play 3, Mortal Kombat, uh, The Scorpion King, things like that. So he, he's, been a, he's been around... And involved in a lot of movies. Right. And he's directed a couple, and we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, later, I have some stuff in, like, the fun facts about that or whatever. But he's more of a cinematographer than he is an actual director. Right. But he, it sounds like he tried to cross over with this movie yeah. into directing. Yeah. Well, he already uh, had. He already he was had, trying to, like, trying solidify. To yeah. Ugh. If yeah. anything, this kind of liquefies it. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> right down the toilet. What has he done as a director since then? Oh, he did the... Um, the other, that Wolves at the Door, which is the other, like, non-conjuring conjuring oh, movie. Wolves at the Door or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Non-conjuring so, conjuring movie. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh doesn't he do uh, Curse of La Llorona? No, he does not. Oh, okay. That's a different guy. That's a different guy. Gotcha. Guy, okay, well, let me say this guy uh, does not do a good job with this movie. No, wait. I guess I'm trying to think about, like, if this guy's a cinematographer. Like, right. I guess it. There, there's some interesting shots, I guess. 
I, Other... I like the opening where he kind of pulls back the camera against that devil statue in the church. And then it goes, Annabelle. Like, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Because um, he does the same shot again later, but with the Annabelle doll. And I was like, that's a cool shot, I guess. Like, he, he seems like... He does seem like a cinematographer. He yeah. has some cool shots. I'll say like, this, and I get it. I understand why. But, like, every time they showed the room yeah. and the doll, all the dolls, yeah. that Annabelle doll sticks out like such a sore thumb. It's such a sore it's thumb. It's so weird. Even before... Yeah. The incident happens yeah. in the beginning when she first gets the doll and she yeah. puts it right on the shelf. It's just like, this doesn't fit at uh, all. It just this is off. It just doesn't fit. Yeah. Like it, they it, go in the room and there's all these dolls and you're just immediately to, and I get it, you're supposed to, but it's just, it's like, you know, something's wrong somebody with that doll. Will, somebody will walk in and be like, that doll's f***ed up. That doll's <laughs> messed up. I don't know what that doll is, but I don't like it. I don't like that doll at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it's it's very very creepy, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, written by Gary Duberman, Dal Duberman or Dalberman, Doobie Man. Yeah, yeah, some of like that. <laughs> uh, this guy does a, a, quite a lot of these. Well, he, okay, um, I have to say, I'm not impressed here. I think the story is really really weak, and it's just not interesting. I mean, it really is a boring PG-13 horror movie. It's almost comical at times how yeah. ridiculous it is. Like there were moments that I was just like, it's it's kind of it's you know maybe it's not their fault, but like, but it kind of is. Like the actors just don't seem interested in being in yeah. this movie. It, they seem kind of like some of the line deliveries were really comical to me, and I just I was like, this is really um, you know what it's a tough sit, especially for this. Uh, Conjure universe they're trying to I don't know if they were trying to at this time but it seems like well, they were I mean, trying this is to a establish yeah, so. a universe of some sort and like this is your second entry uh, you know what it feels like it almost feels like a Cloverfield-esque like yeah. it almost feels like they pulled but faster but, but, <laughs> but it feels like they pulled a script yeah. that was about like they were like oh we have the Conjuring that was like Chucky-esque yeah, like, oh, we have The Conjuring, huge hit, and there's the Annabelle doll, and everybody, everybody really liked that the 20 minutes everybody really liked that doll. On, on the doll. Yeah. Oh, we have a script here that's about a doll. Oh, Chucky, cross out, Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> like, Chucky, cross out, Annabelle. But also, it's not about the doll. <laughs> it's about like, the yeah, evil it felt, spirit it possessing it. It felt like they had a script that was either about possession or about a doll. Yes. And they just like crossed out a couple of things and were like, okay, we now it's a Conjuring movie. <laughs> Chucky, <laughs> Annabelle. <laughs> Haunted doll movie. Oh, Annabelle. Like, it didn't feel like there was any effort put into this. No, if it, it, it feels like a lazy script. I'm honestly. surprised that this guy comes back. Me too. He, he's, he's back. He, does, if, the, he if, does the next Annabelle movie. He does The Nun. So. I mean, yeah, so he seems like he's kind of writing the lower tier stuff. Well, the next Annabelle movies were liked. Okay. Creation's well, well, creation, well it, maybe maybe he grew. Maybe he grew. <laughs> maybe he grew. Maybe he grew. Here, Juan had more of a hand in that writing later. Maybe? I don't maybe. know. It's weird. I want to know, like, what is James Wan doing? He's producing it. At this time, because he's... I mean, is, is this is this when he's doing... Um, this is 2014, you said. Is this, is this when he's doing Furious 7? Because Furious 7 came out. 2015 right yeah because uh well fate is 2018 right yeah so yeah because they were doing two years so then so then fury 7 must have been 2016 
Yeah. They were doing like every two years. So I guess maybe he maybe. was. Maybe. He, I don't know. Remember they took a year off from that movie. Yeah. So they even though it came out in 16, they would have yeah. been filming probably around probably, probably in around 14, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they took a year off after, his, after Paul Walker's yep, death. Yep. So I wonder if maybe Juan was caught up in that and he, he couldn't get uh, too involved in this. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, it's very strange it. that they let this slide through the... Through the cracks. Through the cracks, yeah. Juan wasn't there. Uh, all right. Budget, $6.5 million. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that kind of makes a lot of sense now. $6.5 million? Yeah. I'm just going back to, like, Santa Claus 3. Where I'm just dollars. like, is this true? <laughs> the only reason why the $12 million thing threw me off is because you had people like Martin Short and t- and and Tim Allen in I know, movie. but when I... <laughs> I knew it threw you off, but just your, your genuine shock of... Is this true? Like, but six point five million. Here, you really, you really don't have any movie stars, right? Yeah, you don't have people nobody, that would require. A there's literally amount. outside of Alfred Woodard, right? and even then, she's not a she's, she's not, not a huge, huge part of name, it. but she's not a huge name. No, she's not. A hu- she's a recognizable actress, she's a, but she's not a movie star. True. People know who she is, though. Yeah, but you're not selling a movie based off of her. No, you could sell a movie based <laughs> off of Martin Short. You can sell a movie based off of Tim Allen. But you're not selling a movie based off of Alfred Woodard. Sure. You came with Viola Davis. Yeah, Viola Davis, but she's not Viola Davis. I know. I'm just trying to defend Alfred Woodard a little bit here. I um, love her. Yeah. I lo- And I love her in this movie. Yeah. But she's not a movie star. I agree. I agree. $6.5 million. Okay. I mean, what's that box office? I mean, I mean, I imagine they made the money back. $257.6 million. That. And that's why that. this got two sequels and yep. continued yep. because well, it made money. It feels kind of cheap, though, doesn't it? To make the movie for six point five million when you know when you're connecting it to the Conjuring movie previous, and you're going, oh, we're making a movie about that doll. Like, of course it was going to make money. You know what I mean? People love the Conjuring, so they were going to obviously come out to see Annabelle. So it, it's not shocking to me that it made two hundred fifty mil. It's like, yeah, of yeah. course it was going to make that money and profit the studio. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, domestic opening box office, $37.1 million. Yeah, it makes its money back in one weekend. Of course it does. Opened at number two. Number two? Number two. Interesting. Yeah, I don't remember what it opened up behind, but opened up at number two. This was when? 2014, October 2014, 3rd. 2014, okay. 2014. Yeah, 2014. So that wouldn't have been, uh, I was thinking it was at Jackass 3-year, but that's not, because that's uh, No, that was 2010. 2010. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomato score. What do you? How are you thinking the uh, critics feel on this one? I think critics don't like this. I'm gonna say forty five percent. This is rotten at twenty eight percent. Holy cow! Wow, that's lower than I was thinking. Okay, twenty eight percent. Audience score. What do they think? Uh, rotten at thirty five percent. So everyone's kind of in agreement. This is not a good movie. This is not a good movie. No. Let me see. Are you still looking up that box? I'm up? trying to find out what it came behind. Out behind. Gone Girl. That's why. It, but it was a, apparently it was a narrow, it was a narrow defeat. It was very close. Okay, that makes sense. It was very close. But Gone Girl. Yeah, people like Gone Girl a lot. Um. All right, let's talk about that cast. Let's talk about that cast. Starring Annabelle, uh, Wallace as Mia. They got an actress named Annabelle. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, Ward Horton as John, Tony Amendola as Father Perez, Alfred Woodard as Evelyn, Carrie O'Malley as Sharon Higgins, and Eric Landon. As Detective Clarkin. Great. Uh, I don't know why I have... This is a very interesting cast. Very strange. And then... Er, sorry, Eric Ladin as Detective Clarkin. And then there's also the guy 
who's the dad, the other Higgins, the, uh, the Higgins dad, yeah, uh, or the the next door neighbor, the husband, yeah, who was in pursuit of happiness. And I saw him, and I was like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I liked him. And he gets killed. Early. And he gets killed. So uh, he's good though. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he's killed. Detective Clark, and this is the detective that keeps coming back and the strange dude, mumbo jumbo. Yeah, he kind of just speaks mumbo jumbo, and he's yeah. like, "Are you sure you want to see that?" When I made these cast lists, I hadn't seen the movie, so I yeah. wasn't sure who was in. And there's really only. Like three characters in the movie. It's not many. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, the detective's fine. I have nothing much to say about him. Uh, Carrie O'Malley is Sharon Higgins. I don't know how she slipped through it here. She's she's the the wife of the next. She's got no, no role in this movie. Yeah. I don't know why. She also dies. Yeah, she also dies. She's fine, I guess. Alfred Woodard as Evelyn. I like what she's doing in this movie. I have some issues with how she's used towards the end. Okay. I don't love the ending. The ending. I don't really love. That this like I don't love that this black woman it's sacrifices her life for the for white, this white family. White couple, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't really like this I, at all. It doesn't. I don't. It, doesn't, it didn't really sit well with me. I don't fully understand. She's that like, I'll idea. do it, and I was like, why? Yeah, but isn't that weird though? Because what like if wasn't the goal of Annabelle to get somebody to sacrifice himself? So the the demon could could then possess the person's body. Yeah. So if she sacrifices herself, wouldn't he just be able to take over her body? Yes. Like, isn't it a matter of it doesn't matter who? Because he doesn't want the demon doesn't want the mom. No. The demon wants the baby. The baby. The demon wants the baby. The demon is trying to get the mom to offer the baby's uh, or, soul. Yeah, and then the mom's trying to sacrifice herself for the baby's soul. Yeah. But then Alfred Woodard comes in and sacrifices herself for the baby's soul. But it's still sacrificing herself. She still sacrifices so herself. So wouldn't the demon win? Where's the demon go? That's my question. Where's the demon? Where do the demon go? What's the demon Back doing? in the Annabelle doll, I guess. I guess um, back in the Annabelle doll. That's the only place it could have gone, right? Um, but yeah, no. I, I Anyway, Alfred Woodard's very good. Uh, I guess in what she's doing, I mean, she's kind of like this, obviously has had like her hard share. Her character has had this hard share of yeah. a life. And I guess that's what they were trying to build up for towards the end and why she does what she does. But there's just something that still doesn't sit right with no. me. Where I'm like, why, why are they doing yeah. this? Like, it, why, I, why do you have to have this? Like the black woman does not need to sacrifice her life for this white family. For the little bit that she's in this I don't this even movie. like this white family. I don't like the white family. <laughs> uh, for the little bit that she's in this movie, she really kind of carries it. Like she's bringing energy. Every time she's yeah. on screen, when she and she pops up late in the movie too. When she pops up, I was like, Alfred, what is yeah, it? Well, her first scene, right? They just walk. She just walks by. Walks by, and she, she like, like walks in. She's like, "Oh, hi, how are you?" And then goes in, and you're like, "No, she you know, she's like, she's like in another room." Oh, you're right. And she you're watches right. this yes. white family go by. Yes, yes. And she's just sitting there looking at them, and then that's it. And she's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself for that white family. <laughs> <laughs> That's a white um, family I'd sacrifice myself for. Tony Amendola as Father Perez. He is... I don't... I don't love that he's taking pictures of kids. <laughs> Didn't really age well for me. I was like, oh... Um, it is the 70s. It's the yeah. 70s. I don't know if that makes it bad. That's kind of when this was all happening. Um I thought there was going to be a bigger thing with that, that like he was going to give her the picture and it was going to have like the demon in it or something like that. Yeah. Or or, or Leah's eyes are going to be red or something. Or, I don't like, know. or like, like he accidentally hands her a picture of like a naked boy and then goes, not that one. And then takes it back. 
Whoops, that's that's the wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. That's a negative. Sorry. That's a negative. Sorry about that. Uh, um, I was hoping for a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, anyway, <laughs> I believe this is the character I, I too that pops up in um, La Llorona. La Llorona. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he's he's good. I like how he's kind of. Uh, yeah. This this is an interesting thing too with the seventies where they're all kind of like it's so weird. This movie takes place in the seventies because it doesn't feel like the seventies. Like, at all. Right, it's the 70s, right? Yeah. No, it can't be. Oh, is it, is it the 60s? This is not the 70s. Yeah, it's got to be the 60s. When does it take place? Yeah, because the, the other ones are in the 70s, right? Yeah. This has to be the 60s because um, all of the other... I think it's like 68. It doesn't say a year at all. Um, well, no, no, it says six months later, the doll is bought from an antique shop and given to the, the nurse. So it, could, it very easily could have been... It's only... It, the the ending of this movie where the dolls bought is yeah. six months after the events of the movie, which take place around like about they take place over the course of probably about a year because the baby's born yeah, and grows, yeah. and the dolls bought, and then they only have the doll for a short period of time before they contact the Warrens. And the con- the Conjuring takes place seventy seven. No, isn't it like seventy one? Seventy one. Why do they think the Conjuring took seventy one? Because the because the we got our whole timeline mixed up. Conjuring here. two is like. Five years later, isn't it? If you look up the Conjuring universe right now on Wikipedia, they literally have the timeline of when everything happens. Do they? There is a legit timeline on there because I looked this up myself. Go on Conjuring universe and there will be a legit like timeline. And it has like the year of when everything happened. Okay, yeah. So the Annabelle, 1970 Annabelle. Gotcha. The Conjuring, 1971. So I was right. Got. <laughs> Okay, that's what's important. You were right. The Conjuring 2 is 77. Yes. That's what you're okay, thinking. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. That's what you're thinking. I guess because we, yes. Okay, gotcha. Conjuring 2 is 77. But you're right. That's what matters. I'm right. So okay, that's what I'm well, you're going to sleep really well tonight. Uh-huh. I was <laughs> right. <laughs> he just looked over in the distance and went, I was right. Sleeping. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> okay. I will say this movie doesn't feel like that, though. I no. guess maybe because, like, I guess there is kind well, of I guess that layover from the 60s to the 70s. I say if it's 7D. That means you're yeah. still laying over from, like, 1969. People and, always say, like, yeah. the decade doesn't really start until, like, three to four years in. in. Like, so it's, like, really 74, yeah. 73, 74. Which means like, really. 2020, this is going to be fun, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, okay, cool. Ward Horton as John. This guy is so disinterested in me in this movie. And I just don't think he's that good. <laughs> he's disinterested in being a father. Completely. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't... Like, there's one scene where he... I think it's after the popcorn scene. The popcorn goes off. The fire's happening. She's in the hospital. He goes, like, running to the hospital to see her. And she goes in. He goes in. He's like, he's like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm sorry I wasn't there. And she's like, everything's fine. Uh, look. Turn around. And turn around. And... They have the baby, and he just goes, oh, oh, it's my baby. Like, he's almost, like, disappointed. And I'm like, you had the baby? You had the baby? And you're just like, I don't I don't like this guy. Like, he just does not seem that interested in being a father. Like, he seems completely turned off. Like, maybe it was the actor just not getting there. But, like, he just seemed entirely disinterested in the entire thing that was happening. And I was like, your baby was born, and your reaction is, 
Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy clearly was not, must not at the time have been a father in real life. No, I don't think he was because he, he, he did not have the emotion for he it. He does not have the emotion. There. Yeah, he did not have the. Trust emotion. me, I would know. But, yes, uh, yes, I know. Um, but it, it just was. You're retiring this joke. Stop that. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. That was close enough. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say it. You implied it. <laughs> you implied. Um, I didn't say I was retiring your implications, but you know. Oh. Maybe you should think about it. And, uh, but yeah, no, he's very disinterested, and I just don't think he's that. He's very bland, and, and I don't know. If, like they start the movie, the timeline of this movie itself, yeah. is very all over the place. Because yeah. how old is that kid when this movie's over? Right? Because they, 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 you said is the kid like walking by the end yeah, of this movie? The, 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 the nineteen seventy. This is only listed as nineteen seventy, not nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy one. None of that. Nineteen seventy. So that means to tell me, like, I get it. You go in, she's, let's say she's eight and a half, nine months sure. pregnant when you start this movie. I get it. And say the movie takes place over the course of a year, I guess. Uh-huh. But that baby's, like, walking. Are you trying to... Do they think... I'm wondering, does the director think that one-year-olds can walk? Well, some one-year-olds can walk. But as somebody who has experience in this field, okay. some it's tw- it's 12 to 18 months. Okay. Uh, this is what I was told. Because we're trying to get my son to walk. Sure. He's 16 months. And he right. said he still has till 18. Yeah. But 12 months, they can walk. Yeah. My nephew walked at 10. 10 right. months. Right. So it does happen. I get it. Okay. But I don't believe that enough time has passed for this specific child that we watched be born halfway through this movie. Yes. Yes. For it to, to now start be, walking. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you there. It's it's really silly. And it's just like, I don't know. It's moving too fast. It's all moving too fast for me. Yeah. Um, this this child should not be walking. And the child looks older, too. Well, as I'm saying, he, the child looks like a one-year-old in this movie. Yeah. And the timeline just seems very off to me. Yeah. They yeah. didn't do a good job with that. With, uh, I guess, I guess it's a continuity error in some way. Yeah. 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 It's very, very, very strange. But it, but he's like the movie starts and he's like getting ready to start residency at a hospital. Yeah, he's, he's gonna finishing be finishing up med school, or whatever. But that never plays a fa- like he's oh I'm gonna be so busy because I have this and I have the baby, and then like he never really becomes a factor other than the fact that he's just at a hospital later. Yeah, like, the, like he him him having to do this specific workload never really becomes an issue. Well, he there's he's he's just never there. I guess, but it, I guess but, that's the but issue. But he's also that he's there, there. He's also there too much, I think, for what they set up. For what they set up in the beginning of the movie, <laughs> he's got to do all this work, and then he's just taking random days and doing random things. And it's like, okay, you're there all quite a bit. Yeah, like, he's taking a lot of vacation time for uh, just starting <laughs> this job. It's a little disconcerting, actually. Then again, it's 1970. Maybe they didn't care as much. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, take your time. Well, the doctor in 1970 was just like. Here's, here's some rum. Here's some rum. <laughs> You'll be all right. You're going to be fine. I'm going to take a day off. Oh, man. All right. And then finally, Annabelle Wallace as Mia. She's a great, great, great doll. And the way she... <laughs> Isn't it strange that they cast... I feel like that's intentional. I mean, yeah. It had to be. Like, it's just... I'm like, of course you're going to go with... I don't know. It was very strange. I wasn't crazy about this performance either i kind of felt like it was a little bit it felt like something wasn't fully there it felt a little held back i was a little bit like i wish there was 
more here. Like, I feel like there's more to this role that but, could have happened. But she does your favorite thing in a movie, which is just repeatedly scream somebody's name over She sure over. does. She sure Leah! does. Leah! 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 Yeah, she sure does. She just keeps yelling it. And you're just like, all right, we uh, we get it. Also, it's a baby. It can't speak back. Um, it's not going to talk back to you. No, this um, baby apparently can. Because uh, apparently can. It's like three months old walking. Yeah, it's walking. You know it's talking. You know it's talking. <laughs> It's solving math problems. This thing's unbelievable. <laughs> they wrote down EMC squared, and they were like, where's this going? Oh, um, man. I don't think she is that interesting. I think a better actress would have done more with this role. Yeah. And I don't think she was the right choice for what they were doing because yeah. it seems like a better actress would have taken this role and probably made more of this. And yeah. Went, and went a little bit far and made it more interesting. Like – like, this is the role in the movie where I should have walked away and been like, this person's really good because they had the most meat on the bones in this role. Well, this is in the, this role the and driving force. It just force, feels like it was dropped. This is supposed to be the driving force and this is supposed to be a mother's love for her child. Yes. And it doesn't feel like really that. feel like no. that. And by the time the baby comes along, it almost feels like she's just so sick of all this from being tormented and, and yeah. you know, whatever the ghost that she's checked out of the baby Everyone, the baby. everyone is put out by this baby. Yeah. Especially those two kids she meets in the hallway. They were definitely demon kids, right? Those, those were demon kids. Those kids weren't real, right? No. Those were demon kids. Uh, Don't um, talk to strangers. Drew a picture of the baby getting hit by a bus. Yeah. Yeah, I sure did. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're like, should we tell their parents? And he's like, oh, it's probably just an overactive imagination. I'm surprised there was not a scene of them going to like the upstairs and being like, we I thought that's where it was And they were like, we don't have kids. I thought that's where it was going. I really did. I was like, I thought they were going to go in that direction. And then Dr. Dad is like, is like, oh, it's probably just no reactive imagination. I wouldn't worry about it. And I'm like, really? Because they drew a baby getting run over by a bus and you don't want to address this? This just goes into him being so checked out as a dad. He doesn't care. He's like, um, yeah, so what? Yeah, I, I don't mean to like. He's know. like, maybe I drew this picture. And you're like, wait, what? And then the movie just goes <laughs> in a different direction. <laughs> I don't mean to like put this actress down. Sure. I'm sure she's fine in other uh -huh. stuff or good in other stuff. Um, but I, I just don't think it's compelling enough to lead a, a movie. And I yeah. think this here's the thing: you take out, you take off the name Annabelle, or you yeah. take out the Conjuring elements, right? The connection to the, the Conjuring, right? It's a perfectly fine January, you know, horror not, movie. Yeah, horror movie. Not maybe not perfectly fine, but it, it's a stand by the book standard January horror movie, right? That just low budget. It's going to make money because it costs. A, sh a shoe and a penny right to to make you know there's no connecting forces to this movie there's no universe it's just yes yeah, it's just whatever yeah right it, it, it's it's and it, that and this and performance would have been serviceable yeah it would have been serviceable this movie this movie itself probably serviceable yeah but when you pair it on top of the conjuring yep the first conjuring which as somebody who does not like horror movies loved and is really compelling well done, atmospheric, yeah. bone chilling. But also takes time to build up this doll. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and juggles all these pieces yeah. on top of it all. Yeah. And this movie, you know, is like, oh, we're going to tell the story of the doll. And you just can't even do that <laughs> right. Like, you know. Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to tell the story of the doll. It's coming. But there's another prequel. <laughs> okay. Wasn't this the prequel? Look, we we there's a prequel to that prequel. We messed up the prequel, so we're gonna make another prequel. We're gonna make another prequel, and we're gonna fix it. This prequel's gonna matter. Yeah, we're gonna fix it. Uh, this was gonna cause creation, baby. 
<laughs> you mean to tell me they're fixing it? Yeah. It's um look, it it's not a good performance for like you said, when you pair this with the conjuring, it's not on that level because yeah. we have so many great performances in the conjuring, and then you look at this, which is supposed to be directly connected to it yeah. in, in in this way, and it's just like, what happened here? Yeah. Like what the hell happened here? This is not what I would expect, especially after seeing The Conjuring. This is not what I would expect. Yeah, the, you can feel the love in The Conjuring. Yeah. Like James Wan... Wanted to make a good movie. And you can feel that, the energy and, and everything that he put into it. Yeah. And it's just not here in this no, movie. It, no, this is a standard by the books, to be quite honest, PG-13 horror movie, because yeah. this, this didn't feel R-rated to no, me. I mean, I walked out of this and I was like, why was this R-rated? Like, this was yeah. complete PG-13 fare. And, yeah, I don't know, but... Um, I have a synopsis here Let's for do you. it. Me and John are haunted by demonic spirits who have latched themselves to a doll. Sweet. That's the best I got. Yeah, that's, that's, all, you can, that's all we can do. Uh, yeah, and Alfred Wood sacrifices herself for that white family. Yeah, it's no good. That's no good. That didn't <laughs> sit well with me. I didn't like that. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this story? Yeah, you know, just... I don't know. Alfred Woodard sacrificing herself for that white family was just no good. I just really <laughs> wanted to hammer that home. Um, yeah. no, the story is boring. It, it sucks. sucks. It sucks. I, this I mean, was... like, you literally walk out of this. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, for me at least, um, especially after watching The Conjuring last week and all that, like, I uh, I was frustrated, to be fully yeah. honest with no, you. No, I hated I, mean, I, I walked out, and I was, I was actually kind of frustrated. Well, I... And I was like, this really is uh, – this should have been better. Yeah. I texted you this because – uh, I forgot, I should have done this to begin with, but I re- remember that you can watch on Netflix on certain devices yep. movies at a faster speed, and I turned this up to 1.5 <laughs> speed because yeah. I just I just did not just care just it. to get through it. Because, because it's, like, what it's happened? such a slog. I watched like four, 50 minutes of this movie, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute, I can do 1.5 speed. <laughs> I can just do 1.5 <laughs> speed. I'll blow through this. Yeah, it's uh, it's no good. It's bad. All right, let's... Um, let's uh, Talk about our opinions. What are your general opinions on this movie? This movie sucks. This movie sucks. I really didn't enjoy this. I did not have a good time. Uh, as I said, I was frustrated when we finished this. I felt like I was robbed of a really good movie. And even if this wasn't meant to be on the level of Conjuring, which, you know, I wasn't exactly expecting it to be. I didn't expect this to be The Conjuring. But I expected this to at least be, even if it was a step creative. down. Creative. Even if it was a step down from The Conjuring, I would have been okay with that. Because I'm like, it's not The Conjuring. It's a movie about a possessed doll. You can only do so much with that. I get that. But I was expecting to still be creative and at least have some good lead performances. And um, at least have an interesting story to some degree about the uh, prequel, not prequel of this doll. Yeah. And um, I just felt like I didn't get that. And I felt really frustrated and annoyed. I felt felt kind of like my time was taken away from me a little bit i was like i really wasted like uh whatever however long this movie is hour 40 or hour 40 watching it and i was like this just uh wasn't worth my time and uh i i really truly uh did not not feel like this lived up to the country name Uh, i was screaming at my my computer just like this sucks so boring it's boring just so unengaged and just do not care yeah uh, it's not scary. As somebody who does not like horror movies, it's not scary. No, um, it's almost comical how how they try to do the scares, but it's it's one of those but bad. It, it, again, it doesn't, horror it doesn't movies really make sense. Like I get, like I don't know. It, no, it doesn't. It's very Nothing strange. makes sense. None of this yeah. makes sense. 
it's it's strange and um i just yeah i really did not enjoy this movie yeah so all right um what would you give this in a star rating i gave it something else on letterboxd but as again as we have these conversations these things change i'm gonna go a star and a half i'm gonna go a star Ooh. I, I did not like this. you movie. know what i'm gonna join you <laughs> i'm gonna drop mine to a star too i'm gonna join you i did not enjoy this yeah um Maybe a star and a half for Alfred Woodard, just yeah. because she she really is good, and there's a couple of good moments. Well, that's with a her. standout, yeah. But but uh, except man. when she sacrifices herself for that white family, did not like that. <laughs> did not like I'm that. Be very clear, did not like that. <laughs> oh man, really didn't sit well. Uh, with but me. Yeah, I really did not like this. this. This is a painful watch. Yeah. Uniqueness. What stands out to you in this movie? Alfred Woodard <laughs> sacrificing herself, herself for that white family. Um, God, I'm losing it. Okay, here we go. Um, I think what stands out to me is the clear, not just step down, but almost like three staircases down this movie is from the first Conjuring movie. Like, it really feels like I ran a flight of steps downward yeah. for this movie. And I'm like... Or would you say sacrifice yourself by throwing yourself out of a window? <laughs> you know what? I would. For that white family? Yeah, oh, I, sacri- I, would, yeah, I definitely sacrificed myself for that white family. And I did not like it. No, and I did not like doing it. Uh-huh. Um, no, it, it, that's unique to this movie. Um, kind of this possessed, not possessed doll, whatever. This possessed doll, but prequel, not a prequel. It, it's just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think uh, Alfred Woodard stands out. I think yeah the, the the I guess like lame duck kind of you know nature of it all that yeah. like it feels like it's just spinning its wheels because you texted me like when you're watching so like, nothing's happening nothing's like, happening like, nothing's happening this movie like what is the plot of the movie for like because like before like the first forty five minutes because that's the baby's born about like forty five minutes or so I would say right. Yeah, like, for, it's, like it's like the first forty-five minutes before the baby's even before born before they they move out of that house. Yeah, it's like what are we, what are we doing? Like, like not, nothing's really happening. It's we're, just, we're, it was. I'm telling you, this movie was spinning its wheels. It was just yeah, spinning it was, its it wheels. Was, and they're trying to play with things, and mm-hmm. it's just not working. No, and and, they, and they're trying to. It it doesn't feel. I mean, it, this is exactly exactly what I was talking about with jump scares. They're trying to get you with these jump scares with a couple of things like the hand reaching out of the, you know, the stroller or whatever, or, uh, you know, the doll falling out underneath the, you know, the, the door or whatever. Yeah. But it's just, it, it doesn't, like, they don't mean anything. Yeah. They, and there's no atmosphere to this. This movie doesn't feel creepy. Yeah. It doesn't feel uh, off. You know, like you, like the second I mentioned in the first Conjuring movie, that the second you see that house, every single time you're in the house, you're uncomfortable. Yeah. In that house, almost every single scene that's set in that house, you're uncomfortable because that's the atmosphere that they created. Yeah. On that set in that house. Right. And here you just don't care. No, there's no atmosphere. That's the no. thing. It's it's almost like uh, even even the atmosphere, like you said, uh, creating Conjuring. This movie, everything always feels like bright. In this movie, like it feels and like I th- it's daytime. I think it Why feels is it like daytime all the it time? It feels like they're trying to do that. They're trying to do a horror movie set during the day, but it doesn't. Let me tell you something about horror. The first rule of horror is that horror doesn't work during daytime hours. <laughs> well, can it? Can it not? Can it? You know, it should. You should be able to, right? Sometimes, but not in this world. 
not after I've seen The Conjuring where it was this like gloomy, gray. 3.07 a.m. Yeah, 3.07 a.m. at all times. And in this, it's like, hey, it's daytime and the style's trying to go crazy. And it's like, oh, okay. I don't know. It and just didn't work for me. And walking in. Yeah, this three month holds walking. And maybe she'll take the car for a spin. Yeah, maybe she'll take the car for a spin. We're gonna have this black lady um, sacrifice herself for us. Which I, which I did not which like. Which I did not like. <laughs> I want to be very clear. Did not sit well with me. Uh, does this bring anything new? <laughs> if I can say it again, um, I'll say it. Alfred Woodard <laughs> sacrificing herself for that white family. Yeah, want to be very clear. Did not sit well with us. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it brings like a prequel to annabelle but it's not really the prequel it's a prequel to the no it is it's a prequel to the conjuring it is a it is a prequel it is a prequel to the seat to to the to the conjuring is annabelle creation do we like see the doll get made more or less yeah oh god that like okay from what i understand Uh uh-huh and i have not seen the movie so whenever we watched them chop down the tree no no uh this like, tree was evil. There was the already no, there was already a spirit in the doll in the beginning of this movie, because <laughs> there's a spirit that attaches itself, I think, to the doll in uh-huh. Annabelle Creation. Uh huh. So this doll, that's so like not to take away from Creation or spoil anything for Creation, but when this girl does what she does to the doll, uh-huh. the doll has already had a spirit attached to it. It's got multiple spirits in it. I guess. Or it's well, they, just don't really they say weird. that during The Conjuring, that it does have multiple spirits, I evil spirits attached to maybe? it? Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember. There, Look, there, I, I, a, I, I didn't want to get hung up. There's I, a, you, you will, we, will have, we will revisit this conversation we when, we see the, the crea- when we see creation. We still have two I've not watched it, but I've read, I've read the synopsis. Yes. And I don't want to give anything away for you because you haven't it seen there, it. Man. Let's but leave it But we will talk about this. Because Combs Home has nothing to do with this. Okay. That's said after this. It's said in between... The Conjuring movies. In between equal. Yeah, it's an in between equal. <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with that. that. Okay. Um, but I feel it feels like they kind of get bogged down in the lore of what makes the doll actually evil. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I'll I'll hold up. We'll hold off more than when we uh, see creation. And then, but then weird things are like the doll attaches itself. The, the demonic presence that attaches itself to the doll. Yeah. The doll takes out the priest. But when the priest is in the hospital, the doll can create the priest's form yeah. to go and physically knock on yep. the door and attack these people. Yeah. The, the, the demonic presence has not taken the priest's body. That is an illusion. This of- is why there are holes in the, in the writing. There are holes in the directing. They, it feels like they kind of just did what they wanted. Yeah. Because I think part of that was because Juan wasn't super involved. Yeah. I don't think James Wan was there, and I think they kind of just took liberties, and I think they did what they wanted. It's almost and, like they were like, well, what if the doll possesses the priest, and they're like, we can do this cool sequence where the priest is like, may God have mercy on your soul. It's like, but then, oh, if the doll possessed the priest, then why does the doll need the baby? Oh, then we won't have him possess the priest. We'll just copy the guy's physical form. Yeah. But it's like, you're just making what? things up. What? <laughs> you're just making things up. You're doing whatever you want. Alright, uh, what is the best scene in this movie? That's tough. Um, I actually know what I want to pick. Okay, why don't you go first um, then? It, 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 it's not like it's fun by any means, but it's it's Alfre Woodard talking about what happened with her daughter. Yeah. It's, um, no, not her sacrificing herself to save the white family, no. Just did not sit well with us. <laughs> um, it's her talking about what happened to her daughter and how she is struggling with her her fate yeah, and, yeah. And, and all that. Her faith, her faith and stuff. And, yeah, and, yeah. And her, and her, what her role scene. in life. It's, You're right. It's just, an, it's a really talented actress 
actually having something to do in yes, this movie. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to agree with you on that scene, but my runner-up scene, I just want <laughs> just because I thought it was really funny and comical, I really like the popcorn scene. It's, 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 it's fun! Yeah. <laughs> Huge jiffy pop. It's a huge jiffy burning pop. Burning down the house. Burning down the house. I mean, that spirit turns everything on, and it just walks. Out. I'm like, oh my god, He's just, it's unbelievable. All right, uh, connectivity. How does this fit in with the rest of the franchise? It connects. It's a prequel. It's a prequel, but not a prequel. It's a prequel to the 20 minutes of the first. Yes, movie. it's a prequel to the 20 minutes of the first movie of The Conjuring. Uh, is this a worthy connection uh, to continuation of the franchise? No. No, it is not. It is not. Uh, all right. All right. So before we do the future of the franchise, I have some casting and some spooky facts. Spooky facts. We're going to get spooky. Uh, casting. Yeah. I do have a little bit. I don't know how true this is. Uh, Lynn Shay was considered for Evelyn. Now, Lynn Shay uh-huh. is the older lady from the Insidious movies. Oh, okay. Cool. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like yeah. the old medium gotcha. that, that yes, yes, comes yes. in there. Um, I think that's a little too much, especially because when you already have, have Patrick Wilson Patrick bouncing Wilson between it. both. Yeah, because um, he's like the, he's the dad in those movies, right? And then he's the dad movies. insidious. Yeah. yeah. So then, if because Evelyn's not necessarily a medium, but she's kind of the solution to the problem here, right? And the closest thing they have to somebody like that, right? So if you have this actress who's already playing like the solution to the problem in in the first in in the Insidious movies, it doesn't make sense to now, also do it in Annabelle. In, in Annabelle, yeah. yeah, it's too much. It's too um, much. This was Leonetti's first theatrically released film since Mortal Kombat Annihilation in 1997. Boy, the boy. Wow. The directors. It shows. Um, he In between, uh, he did The Butterfly Effect 2. Jeez. Which was a straight-to-video. Yes, it was. So. Well, uh, hopefully nothing else is coming. <laughs> for lucky. All right. Uh, spooky facts. Here we go. Uh, the real doll was a Raggedy Ann doll. Ooh. Uh, the Babymobile plays the same music from The Conjuring. It's the Monster Bash. The elevator scene was directed by James Wan. That's a fun fact. <laughs> I like that. Uh, the names Mia and John are references to Mia Farrow and John Cassavetes, the lead actors, in 1968's Rosemary's Baby. Ooh, another spooky movie. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres has claimed that she at one point lived in the apartment building used in a movie. Ooh, Ooh she's a bad person. She's a bad person and a terrible boss. Ooh, toxic environments. Ooh. <laughs> Mia. Not as nice as she claims. <laughs> Mia shouts Leah 89 times in the movie, apparently setting a record for saying a character's name repeatedly in a movie. Oh my god. That's insane. Ooh, <laughs> I was going to say, she's giving Cloverfield run for its money, huh? Because I thought TJ Miller said that a lot in uh, Cloverfield, but. I don't know. I, I read. I think it's on IMDb somewhere that it's a record, but it, I tried to find that record, and you yeah. can't find that record. Okay, so. interesting. Uh, Raven's Fair is on the box. The Annabelle doll comes in, which I didn't see. I looked. I didn't see it. I don't okay. know. Uh, which is a reference to James Wan's Dead Silence. Oh, okay. The crayon that rolls on the floor has a modern day Crayola wrapper, despite the period setting. Frightening! Uh, the nurse who brings the Annabelle doll to the Warrens can be seen in the delivery room when the baby is born. 
That is the nurse from the from the Conjuring movie. Becoming a parent! <laughs> Mia pushes the Crossover sick. actresses! Ooh. Well, no, she's also in this movie, in the scenes, in the, in the beginning scene. Sometimes I'm wrong! <laughs> well, you, you did say, I meant to say this, uh, in, the, in the Christmas Prince retrospective when we got this franchise, uh-huh. you're like, yeah, almost all those movies are PG-13. So I thought they were, because I swore they were PG-13. You know what I was thinking about when when you said The Conjuring? You know what movie I think I was thinking about? I was thinking about The Haunting in Connecticut. Oh, that makes which sense. Which I think was that PG-13. Um, and I always got that confused with The Conjuring for whatever reason. Maybe yeah. it's because they're kind of... Kind of haunted house kinda things. Haunted, yeah. yeah, they're both kind of haunted house deals. All right, uh, and finally, Mia pushes the sixth floor button on the elevator three times. Six, 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 it's the... And those are our spooky facts. Ooh, spooky. So spooky. Don't forget, kids. It's the Monster Mash. All right. All right. Future of the franchise. That's fun. We should just do that every week. I'm loving the spooky facts. You know what we should do? We should just do that voice for every episode (laughs) from here on out. (laughs) That won't annoy people. Fun, Don't fun, even stop listening. Fun facts for the Santa Claus. Tim Allen's a bad person! He yelled at those kids! He yelled at those kids! What's better than a hug from 2002 Tim Allen? <laughs> Just when America needed him most! Alright, should there have been a sequel to this? And I'm proud to be in a... <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. That's not very festive. <laughs> Fishy. Fishy. <laughs> I'm a terrible investigative journalist. Shrek the third boo. What is that? The Make America Great Again channel. <laughs> Don't spoil it by words. <laughs> okay, we got to go. Right, should there have been a sequel to this? No. 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 <laughs> What do you want to see in the future? Uh, the prequel to the sequel, I the prequel, wanna, the in between. I want to see the prequel to the prequel. <laughs> I see the creation of this doll. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, I don't know. I really like the idea of it, of what Annabelle's home does without, I haven't seen it, but just knowing what the premise is. Uh-huh. So I'm more interested in something like that than I am creation, but apparently creation's really good, so... I'm interested. I'm excited for creation. Seems like everybody talks that one up. So I'm I'm excited to see it. What franchise star would you add to this franchise? Oh, man. Um, I guess we're talking about, like, another Annabelle movie? Yeah. I'm going to assume. Okay. If we're going to talk about another Annabelle. Or just, I guess, or like a spinoff of... Like maybe not maybe not a direct conjuring, but like a spinoff of the conjuring, whether it's Annabelle or Nun or Um, something like that. I really like the idea of, uh, oh, I can't think of it. You know who would be great, actually? I think, like, Emily Blunt would really work somewhere in this world. Yeah. I don't know what she would do, but I think she would really work in this world. You know, um, that literally this just pops into my head. I, I don't know why. Um, I tried to think of, like, actresses I think could, like, use a role like this. Yeah. A Deborah Ann Wool from Daredevil. Great choice, I yeah. Think, I think she'd be good in something like this, mm-hmm. you know. She's back, too. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Yeah. And so is, so is Foggy. Face Foggy, coming um, soon. All right, well, um, 
We gotta rank these movies. Yes, we do. Uh, we get two movies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Number two. Um, I think you mean number eleven. That's gonna be <laughs> Annabelle. No, no, no. Number, Annabelle's number, number one. You're right. You're right. No, no, number two is Annabelle. Yeah, uh, no, number one. The Conjuring. Yeah, uh, pretty easy. Yeah. And Annabelle's just gonna keep dropping. I think. Well, well, we'll see. I was gonna say I'm curious to see what we feel about the nun. Will we get there? Yeah. Because I'm really curious about that movie. Yeah, I, don't I, I haven't heard great things about no. that movie. I heard this Nun 2 is better. I heard the two Annabelle movies are better. And then there's The Devil Made Me Do It, which you were not a fan of. So. That's also... I, I feel like The Devil Made Me Do It is going to end up in our bottom three. But I am... I, I am, imagine I am, it's going to be... staying s- open to the possibility that The Nun could be worse than Annabelle. But I have no interest in The Nun. Like, no, I don't like, either. Like, like I'm not really looking forward to those movies. Like looking at like, looking at what the nun, the nun story is, the nun character, even how it's used in The Conjuring Two. I just and we'll talk yeah. about this. Again, I don't want to get. We'll talk about That's it more next, next week. week. Yeah. I just have no interest in that yeah. character. I, I I don't understand what the obsession over that is. I just I, it's not for me. Yeah. Um. Closing comments. Anything you want to say about this? Um. Yeah. This is just honestly a really disappointing. Uh, <laughs> sequel to The Conjuring, a spin-off sequel to The Conjuring. I just didn't enjoy this. I really don't think, like, I really don't think this is even worth people's time. Like, I honestly feel like at the end of the day, you could probably skip this movie entirely in the universe overall. Like, if you're like, watching all yeah. the movies, I honestly feel like you could skip this one and probably just jump right to creation and then go into Comes Home and you're fine. Um... That's how bad this movie is. That I think you can literally skip it entirely and you won't miss anything. I think they do a good job, or um, it'd be interesting to see if they do a good job of tying creation into this because there it does like yeah. it, it's not like creation's not is is a prequel. Um, it's it's not tied to this movie directly, but it also is at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Like it, it does lead into this movie. Yeah. Because um, it's where like where the doll came from, you know, right. or whatever, where it was made, or whatever. Um, I not that it will save it, but I think like maybe maybe creations made a better movie because of this. Yeah, you know, because I think creation doesn't make this a better movie, but maybe this makes creation a better movie. Right. You know what I mean? I, that makes so, sense. I don't yeah. know. I'd be interested to see how that plays. Maybe I haven't seen the movie sure, again, sure. so we'll see how it plays out. Um, I, yeah, I just. I think I thought this was trash. To be honest with you, like, like I really, yeah. I really, um, I'm surprised that this did not kill the, the franchise. franchise I, right. I'm really surprised, or specifically the spinoff series. Right. That like that there was another Annabelle. Like, and it's yeah. not. It's not like it was the Conjuring Annabelle, the Conjuring Two, and then like the Nun. Like they went from the Conjuring Two to another Annabelle. Yeah, to Annabelle so, Creation. Yeah. And you're so like, it's oh. like they like they went back to that, and I'm surprised that they. I mean, I get it because it made money. Made, it made money, but I also wonder if maybe it was just like the goodwill of James Wan, where he's like, "I'll be more involved in this one yeah. to some degree," or we get and we'll make sure more. that it's on par with what we're doing with Conjuring. Well, they get they because get. Like um, said, it's very possible that this slipped through the cracks on his watch because he was busy with Furious Seven, and they get the guy um, from uh, that that went on to do Shazam. For creation as well, right, right, um, and uh, I wonder, like, is that Sandberg? Sandberg, yeah. yeah. Was is it D? David S. Sandberg. David S. Yeah, David S. Sandberg. They, I guess they just wanted to get more of a confident 
director or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, because this guy isn't. I guess they just figured that they could coast on, and th- and this honestly is, is it's and this is the reason a movie like this is the reason why we are in the situation that we're in in the box office. And yeah. I don't mean to take like a side road uh, now with like maybe like how we are with franchises like the Marvel movies or right. other franchise DC movies were like they were like well they make money so we can just do whatever and I think they thought that well the first one was really successful and this one's so cheap that it's going to be successful like there's no way this movie comes out and doesn't make at least 20 million dollars right ends up making a whole bunch more than that that we can just do whatever we want right and people are going to see it based off the this popular character from the first movie anyway yeah or doll and and it's just it was it's lazy yeah and I think audiences are finally starting to answer with their money in their wallets by yeah. not showing up yeah uh, to movies and that led to where we are with like the Marvel movies and stuff and that's yeah. all and I don't want to get into all that but it's just like I think this is just a product of the time that like studios were making money hand over fist that they were like we can just put whatever out and it's gonna right. make money right you know this has brand right this has conjuring brand recognition people go people know who annabelle is people like the con the first conjuring movie yeah. make it make it for really really cheap and we got our money yeah and it's kind of manipulating audiences a little bit yeah for sure because clearly they they clearly did that did not like well clearly audiences did not like the movie no no they so. didn't so well all right, bring us home, my friend. All good? All righty. Uh, that's our show. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Tony. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Instagram and threads at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. Just search FranchiseMe, one word. You can send us an email at FranchiseMePod.com. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises, where we break down all given franchise movies in a year. Uh, best and worst of 2023 episodes, still hanging out there. Um, check that out. Um, don't forget to check out our website, FranchiseMePodcast.com, where you can see all of our episodes. Come back next week as we go to old Jolly England and we get a uh, <laughs> we get a really, uh, I would say, endurance test of a haunting when we talk about The Conjuring 2. And it's a Christmas movie. And it's a Christmas oh, movie. Oh, yeah. It's Christmas. Happy holiday. It's Happy holiday.